0: You've selected a show from the podcast jukebox, a DIY podcast network. It's one tote bag, and it says League of Women Voters on one side, and then on the other side, it says "Smackdown Your Vote. So the WWE apparently has done work with the <laughs> nonprofit organization that I work with. So again, it's one of those things where like people really want to be able to separate this from like reality and be like, oh no, it's not real, it's not... You know, this has no reflection on reality. The physicality is real. There was actually, and this kind of ties back into kayfabe because it's that whole suspension of disbelief kind of thing. Where, like, there have been instances where this one dude, uh, Jerry Lawler, who's an announcer, literally had a heart attack, like, in the middle of a fucking match while he was announcing. And they somehow managed to tie in him, like, getting carried out on stretchers and stuff.
1: To the theatricality of it, yeah. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Drinks With God, a podcast about alternative theological experiences, death, and life. All of the following content is based on each interviewee's own personal experiences and is meant to be educational, not confrontational. Too. There's one wrestler
0: who's come out Watch this world like squirrels a three years and years. So his name is Rusev. Rusev schick, Rusev. he's actually Russian, so I'm not sure how shticky it see. is, but the chick that he has from the WWE, is that he's just like this huge fucking Russian dude. Okay. Like, he comes out and he looks like he's just like emerged from a vat of butter. <laughs> um, which is how I like my wrestlers. If they're ba- not if they're not oily, I don't
1: want them. You want the baby oils. <laughs>
0: yeah, because then like like live that fantasy. You
1: get that hose baby oil. Shh. Alright, send them out. <laughs>
0: exactly, exactly. You're ready to go. You just like slap them on the It's so, like new more babies, they cry, they breathe, you send them out.
1: <laughs> Good. Um still slick with stuff from the womb.
0: <laughs> slipping down the runway. Um
1: I should know what that is too, because I literally am taking a class on that right now. <laughs>
0: re- well, what is?
1: With the, the, the actual what ch- 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 uh, they're coming out of the womb with.
0: Oh, um... I
1: should actually know exactly what the... I am- think the
0: scientific term the, is gunk.
1: No, the <laughs> Gunk? I think it's amniotic fluid.
0: Oh, actually... Well, once the amniotic... No, because then your water breaks. Isn't that water the amniotic fluid breaking? Yes, so, so after so. the
1: amniotic fluid, what is... Things that... <laughs> just like the wrestler that I couldn't remember the name of, things that Milo should know and actually has, like... Gotten we'll fought. call it baby oil. Baby we'll oil. We'll call it baby oil because
0: it's kind of like you know,
1: it is. all natural mama produced baby oil. <laughs>
0: baby,
1: it's a baby condiment. Mm-hmm. Um, baby condiment. It's like a, a
0: baby
1: ketchup. So you prefer ba- you prefer your, your giant Russian wrestlers covered in baby ketchup? <laughs>
0: no, 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 no. Because no. one's one's au natural, all natural, whatever. Oh, natural. And the other one, you. It's buy synthetic. At the only
1: right <laughs> of <in> the normal <world. laughs> The only right <radio>, in. Yes, we've <laughs> been over this. There's only one right. <laughs> only one right. <laughs> the Just one. Um... It's a landmark. It is a landmark. It's a landmark. Um,
0: So, Russo comes out into the ring, right? And then they have John Cena talking to him. And Russo, I forget exactly what it was, but John Cena comes out and he's like, he's talking to him and he's like, you know, when you disrespect me, you disrespect the American people. And the whole crowd goes fucking crazy. And again, like, especially now with Russian collusions, blah, 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 all that stuff. Not, yep. not, 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 not not to be. <laughs> yeah, no, no. About I'm just it, kind but... of this like, like,
1: like there had to be some sort of political something in here. Please tell me.
0: So, and I have more funny stuff with that Wait, too.
1: I, are we going to go back to the peeing on thing? Is this when the Russian wrestler pees on the on scene? No, on that's, Cena? that's a different channel. That's a
0: different channel. That's
1: oh, right. okay. Um, <laughs> that's
0: that's like pay per view. That's you, that's WrestleMania stuff.
1: Yeah, no, WrestleMania okay. does one thing. <laughs> that's
0: like WrestleMania, the parody, the sequel to the movie The right
1: Okay. Um, <laughs>
0: The Pixar. It's, just Pixar. it's just the fucking Pixar. They have like a thing where you go on the roller coaster and you go through a dinosaur or whatever. It's fine.
1: It's fine. It's fine. All right. <laughs> it's
0: fine. Don't let really me talk. See, this is why this is why letting me drink was a good idea. But it's
1: okay. It's okay. We edit this sober. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um. So yeah, they and then the whole crowd cheers and he's talking about like all this stuff where he's like American soldiers, blah blah blah, and it's like you're a fucking wrestler. You're talking like you were like out there like during. I almost said sandstorm. What is it? A desert
1: storm. Desert storm.
0: (laughs) I was thinking Darud. Sorry. Yeah, and it's like, you're a fucking wrestler, dude. And you're out here now, like, when 10 years ago you were literally, like, making fun of black people and now you're out here, like, as some sort of representative for, like, the American people and all that they stand for. Quote, unquote. Not my words. I don't have feelings that are that strong. Or really any feelings at all about that. But it's like, it's really crazy. And then the crowd goes wild. And then especially depending on your demographics... Um, and who's watching it, where the WWE, last time I checked their website, they have demographics that look like a lab report that I would have done in 11th grade. So where there were like typos and stuff. And it was like the numbers, I don't, I don't exactly remember, but it was like out of, there's like two thirds of the viewers are men. And then one third of the viewers are women, which also kind of surprised me too, because it's kind of a big chunk. I didn't expect that to be happening because when you have masculinity like this going on, I feel like a lot of women are. (laughs) Rightfully dismissive of it.
1: You know, there's something for everyone. That's uh, true. It, I'm not saying it's not entertaining. I've seen... I will fully admit, all of the wrestling I've seen has Uh-oh. been because of the fact that I one of my oldest friends had par- been part of a lot of the backyard wrestling leagues Uh-oh. that were all, like, plaguing Long Island. <laughs> like a virus for Uh-oh. a good, like, 10, 15 years. No,
0: somebody's got to do the tables. You
1: know, and, and he was a heel, too.
0: I love a good heel. Yeah. Like...
1: Like, his, his thing was, like, he was, like... And they didn't say this out loud, and they didn't actually, like, articulate this. And, and you know I'm busting your chops here about this, round, But, um... Because eventually he's going to probably listen to this episode. <laughs> um, but he was basically just, like, the drunk Irish dad. Like, that was basically <laughs> and It's kind of like, ooh, 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 on Long Island? Really? Ooh. Mm, this is...
0: <laughs> that's, see, yeah, Just like, twist that knife, yeah, twist that tw- knife.
1: Twisting that knife twist in twist
0: there. Twist that knife. <laughs> as somebody who's oh, yeah. also from Long Island, twist that fucking knife. Oh, yeah,
1: the, the audience couldn't see me just doing the knife-twisting motion into the table as I said that. <laughs> but
0: we, um, felt, it. But yeah, we felt, it.
1: felt it. Everyone felt it.
0: And that's the thing, too. That's what we were going back to talking about. We have to kind of twist that knife. To be a, to be a good heel, I actually, I was in this wrestling group on Facebook or something, and somebody said, that, I have a lot of very strong feelings, in case you can tell, and this guy was like, oh, yeah, there's this one dude who's currently on, like, the wrestling circuit. And they're like, The Miz is currently the best heel. Or he's the best heel of all time. And his whole shtick is that he's just, like, this bougie dude who, like, comes out with, like Rick Owens and stuff. And he's just, like, fashionable. Like, that's his shtick.
1: His shtick is that he's got taste. Yeah! And, like, literally the rest of the WWE. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: So, it's, like, it's one of those things. My
1: costumer is not blind. <laughs> <Like
0: that. laughs> yeah. My costumer knows when leather should fit. Um... <laughs> Yeah. So.
1: Sorry, that was my inner, not so inner gay man coming in. No, it
0: happens. It happens. We all we all have that inner. Even here, I'm seeing Epic Diva, and I'm like, can you click on that one? Can you click on that one? That's what I want my voice to sound like. And then it just puts on, like, some sick Whitney Houston overlay. Yes. Whenever you want. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, like, his shtick. And I literally left the Facebook group because of that. I was like, that is a trash ass fucking opinion for you to be having. I was like, that is trash and it's garbage. You have wrestling that has... The WWE has been around since the 60s, since, like, the mid-60s. It was originally WWF, but then that whole thing with, like, the World Wildlife Foundation, Federation, yeah. whatever the fuck, But and other Which,
1: people. literally, I would... So many, like, crossover opportunities there. Right? John Cena walking out with a koala, just like, Yo, save the animals in Australia! Toss the koala over <laughs> to the handler and then jumps into the ring.
0: And then, no, the koala's driving the beer truck.
1: Yes, oh my god. And I then I you're,
0: like, would, koala's... I don't
1: baby. care what kind of beer they're touting, like, if a is driving their beer truck. Like, I hate Bud Light, but if... Bud Light employs koalas to drive their trucks, I'm in. Yeah. I will now drink Bud Tap Light. Tap it to your audience. <laughs> Tap
0: to your audience who just sits there and watches, like, videos from yeah. Dodo where it just... Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> like, honestly, if you did that, you'd have a... Bud Light, you would have had a lot more drinkers who grew up watching, like, with, like, you're Big Brother magazine. You're fucking up. You're fucking up. <laughs> you're fucking up.
0: Right? Because, I mean, you're 16. You're drinking Budweiser anyway. Yeah. So
1: Honestly, for me, it was, like, you know, shots of things I stole from my parents, Liquor yeah, cabinet and Mike's Hard Lemonade, which he, you, yeah,
0: know, I,
1: which were really really good for smashing it behind the movie theater. I don't know. I think they just made thinner bottles.
0: No, because I remember those. Bo- I remember they like the the um, the glass was kind of like it was thicker at some parts and then thinner at other parts. Yeah, maybe. it was
1: weird. It was yeah. like they were all reject bottles.
0: Can we talk about adults who now are like, uh, uh like at twenty one or older? They're Going into stores and agentively buying Mike's Hard and Lemony. Can we talk about that? Yeah, I feel like... Because that's something that needs to be called out. Like,
1: are you adding shit to it? Like, do you need help? Because it's... There are easier ways to make cocktails. A lot easier ways to make cocktails.
0: I don't even know why anybody, like... My old roommate would do that. Like... She'd come home and, like, there'd be mics hard in my fridge. And, like, God forbid I have somebody over and they look in my fridge and they think it's mine?
1: Like, <laughs> <they> <laughs> like put I, labels on it with her like, name.
0: not mine. Not <laughs> mine. Not <laughs> Emily's. Like, just shit like that. Um. But.
1: I don't know why I'm pouring this into the glass. No, anyway. it's okay. <laughs> like, you yeah. want Actually, yeah, i do it. Oh, yeah, normally I, like, I mention what we're drinking, or at least I had been, but then I started I think this today.
0: is citrus tequila.
1: Um, thank you. Those two are special. Oh. Yeah, well,
0: you'll, you'll just get the rest of it.
1: Well, well thank you. I'll put some um, flowers in it. Oh. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Now we're, we're having, um, tequila and, and other random things to put with the tequila. Yeah. And also, and also beer. Thank you, Blue Moon, for being the, the random thank backup you, extra drink. Um, yeah. Chin chin. Okay, so we started going off on another tangent yeah, about no, I'm this. Sorry. No, no. I talked too much. <laughs> no, it's fine. The amount of 90s nostalgia in this episode alone is fantastic. <laughs> Which is
0: funny because I don't consider myself a 90s like a 90, like a nostalgic person, but my favorite wrestler, so my favorite wrestler of all time is The Rock because he was an incredible heel. Like I think I'm pretty sure he was billed as a heel.
1: Yeah, for a long time.
0: But the thing is the amount of crowd control that man had is Almost unparalleled, with the exception of this one guy who's newer, named Daniel Bryan. Mm. I haven't seen anything else like it. Where The Rock can literally, so his thing is he would go to visit town, right? WWE tours. He'd go to visit a certain town or city or whatever, and he's like, finally, like he'd be in the middle of the ring. He'd hold his ring up to his not just ring. He'd hold his mic up to his mouth, and he'd be like, finally, The Rock has come back to Kansas City, and, he, and he'd start talking, blah blah blah, start trash talking, run through like his usual stick, and he'd be like and the millions, and then he'd literally hold the mic up to the crowd and be like, and millions, and the entire, I'm talking about the entire audience would scream back, and millions. The fact that this man had control over an entire arena of people is unfucking fucking
1: And probably why he was able to break from wrestling into such a successful like film career. Yeah, honestly. exactly. Yeah. There was a brief moment where he tried to convince us his name was actually like Dwayne Johnson or something like that. I mean, like, come on, come on. No one's named Dwayne who can actually do all the th- the eyebrow thing he does. Let's no, be real.
0: He's, he's just so good. And the thing too is that like his stuff sticks. Yeah. His stuff sticks because it's it's good. It it manages to somehow every time kind of twist that knife. <laughs> so let me go with my nose. It's okay. <laughs> no.
1: Okay, so um, we took a brief break. During the break, we mentioned the fact that we were supposed to be talking about yeah, um, like hero cultures, cult yeah. of celebrity, all that. Both Oops. of us got way off topic, but that's okay. Oops,
0: I'm a Gemini; it's not my fault.
1: And it's my podcast, who gives a shit? <laughs> like I constantly refer to this as my train wreck of a podcast. Oh, no, don't so, say that. I'm honestly everybody who listened to this consistently, I mean, good for you on like fully embracing your masochism. I mean, I don't know <laughs> why you're still here, but um thank you for for, for tolerating me in your life. <laughs> Very heartfelt thank you.
0: But, so, The Rock, like, he just has, like, these certain catchphrases that he does, and the entire audience goes nuts every fucking time he does them. Like, the entire audience. There's not a single person who boos him that you can hear. Even when Kurt Angle and stuff came out, like, his, the whole thing with him was that, like, he'd come out and people would start chanting, you suck, you suck, like, to his theme music. And, and this dude's supposed to be, like, an Olympian,
1: so. Not knowing what his theme music is, it was kind of, like, where's the rhythm on that?
0: No, I know, I know, I know. I'm trying to make it
1: brief. It's, it's okay. <laughs> um,
0: brief and, yeah. But it's it's just, like, this weird, like, orchestra music. And okay. Then, but then, like, this, but, this entire audience, like, Now I really want...
1: Please tell me that there's some sort of wrestler that had, like, a very, like, classical kind of, like, opening sort of a thing. Like, classical music, like, fully so, orchestrated, like... So, th- like, he had a very specific Beethoven symphony, symphony that he came out to.
0: <laughs> I am definitely partial to o Fortuna. If I was a wrestler, that... Okay, so that was the other thing, too, where I was like, Emily, what would your wrestler stick be? Um
1: I'm glad you know this and you have a, a prepared answer.
0: Hell yeah! So <laughs> my thing would be, like, an 80s businesswoman who came out with, like, one of those, like, brick-ass cell phones and then, like, a huge briefcase, and, like, it'd be a thing where they were more under the ring, and they'd be like, she's getting her briefcase! She's getting her briefcase! And I had a good name for it, and I forget what it was. There's already that one drag queen named Karen from Finance, but it would be something like along those lines.
1: Oh my god, yes. I've like vaguely remember this. this I think she's like an Australian really... drag queen or something. Yes. But um... it would be kind
0: of one of those. I, have I like... remember
1: she had that that one outfit that was like specifically like the red business suit with like the big shoulder pads, yep. but like they had that weird ridge to them, so it looked like a shoulder pad on a shoulder pad. Yeah. 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 I specifically remember that jacket. and yes. like, what am I looking at? Yeah.
0: So that would be my <laughs> shtick, and then I'd just be like... NASDAQ, Dow, Dow, because that's all I, that's literally, I was like, I don't know anything else. Um, okay. I had, and then just like, i have a trench coat, I made a silly video with this because I actually do have two trench coats. I had a trench coat, and then You'd I throw could,
1: it off and there would be another trench coat.
0: Exactly! Her taraway has a tearaway! Her taraway has a taraway! Um, so, yeah, exactly. Um, I'm glad you are in my mind. Because I showed that to my coworkers and they were both gags. They were like, what? I was like, you did not think it's coming from, like, ten miles away? I was like, I'm definitely the queerest fucking person in this office if neither of you saw that coming. Like, this is insane. Um, so, yeah, do something like Karen from finance That's um,
1: amazing. But something
0: where it was, like, something that ended in an A, something that was, like, super, like, Russian-sounding, kind of. Because that's the other thing, too, where there's this sort of, like, in wrestling, they especially build, like, Russian people with, like, yeah. I think generally yeah. Russians have some sort of like severity.
1: Now I'm imagining like Ivana from HR or like, yeah, like yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> Ivana. And I talk like that the entire time, but then sometimes they break character. I'm like, Ivana, go to pray on <laughs> And i like, Ivana, eat quinoa bowl for lunch. When is taxes due? Just like just stupid shit like that. Um, and I realize I'm. Realizing I'm saying this as a linguist, I'm not being uncritical of this. This is just what I want in my heart of hearts. Okay, okay.
1: <laughs> I hope you know that all I can think about whenever like, and this is anytime anybody does any sort of like Russian accent, whether it's good or bad mm-hmm. or anything in between, mm-hmm. all I can think about is the bit where with the machine go and talking about when he was in Russia. I don't know. that. All right. I need to show you that clip okay. after after the interview, and I will. I'm I'm assuming people in our in the listening audience have either seen it. If not, I will put the link up. It's gonna be a really weird set of links in the show notes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um, yeah, so even like so even with Rusev and him being Russian and stuff, or supposedly being Russian or whatever, and then he has this woman alongside him, Ivana or not Ivana Lana. You said Ivana, yeah.
1: now it's looking It's fine.
0: So her thing is that she's like. Like, Russian Bride kind of thing? And I'm saying this fully aware that it's problematic, but this isn't my character. This is, like, like, literally how the WWE, like, her.
1: They added a... Like, I want to know, do do wrestlers normally have, like, a sidekick? Like, I know that they do tag team things, but, like... And I know that there are female wrestlers... Mm Are there, like, co-ed wrestling things? Like, is she a wrestling sidekick, like, double team thing?
0: So, it's like, not like he'll can... tag her in. Okay. Like, I think they're actually married in real life.
1: Okay. And
0: again, that kind of comes back to the realness thing, and I'm going to talk about kayfabe in a second, because I do actually need to address that. <laughs> All right.
1: So, yeah. so now i now, I'm trying to figure out, like, adding a Russian, how, like, they would actually add a, a Russian bride in a As I'm like just glossing over that whole problematic aspect, how they would add a Russian bride to his character, making like like she kind of just
0: like bumbles. From what I've seen, she kind of just like stays in the ring with him, and sometimes I think she'll do trash talk for him. Like he'll he'll say something. To, like, some wrestler or something, and then she'll take the mic, and then she's like, my husband, blah, 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 and, like, all this stuff. So they make her an integral part of him, but it's more of, like, okay. it's more of, like, a fairy
1: guardian. <laughs> I, I just need to say, no, I really wish that there was, like, a league specifically for, like, people who had, like, trash-talking assistants, so there would be, like, the guy who had, like, the Jewish mother trash-talking <laughs> alongside of him. <laughs> <laughs> like, are oh, you gonna stand there and let this happen? You yeah. <laughs> just like if I <laughs> like, we like, I know. Like, I, know. I would now. I'm just, oh my god, now I'm just picking Maybe up That's what, what I should do. I would watch the shit out of that. Coming through with
0: like some pastrami or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, but my favorite kind of team like that. That's my favorite duo. I'm not sure if you're familiar with who Brock Lesnar is.
1: The name rings a bell, but that's just because I've got two cousins who are way into wrestling. If
0: you took a ham and doused it in human potion and then like overnight it turned into a human, that's like what brought he's like he's he's literally the human incarnate of ham.
1: I threw up in my mouth a little. <laughs> Go on. <laughs>
0: I mean, there's someone for he's everyone. A beautiful Christmas ham. That's fine. Great, beautiful
1: pink boy. beautiful pink boy. He's a beautiful pink boy. Beautiful <laughs> pink
0: boy. Uh,
1: I say that looking at your glass, which literally has a flamingo for a stem.
0: I know. He's it's a like, beautiful pink, boy.
1: <laughs> bright pink. Yeah. Um, oh, got it.
0: So Paul. So um. So he also not only is a wrestler, but he's also like in real life a UFC fighter. So this dude is huge. He literally legitimately, literally, actually has a tramp stamp that says, kill them all. Kill them all. Or, like, fuck them all, or something like that. I'm like, it's not even slutty anymore. Like, this is just scary. Like, I <laughs> wanted it to be slutty, and that was just scary. And I don't like this. Um, but... <laughs>
1: I'm like, that's, oh. that's like something you'd see in a cartoon. And Jesus Christ, I know. and it's,
0: it's not even like like a cool. And I think it's in like Impact or something too. It's not even like a cool. Font. It's not
1: even like in like that like that fake calligraphy like font. It's in
0: like I, I'm pretty sure it's like actually in Impact. Like I feel like he went into MS like uh or like Microsoft Word or something, and he was like.
1: Uh, like,
0: I, I can't actually imagine... Times
1: how... New Roman? Nah, too business like Comic Sans. Too fun! Let's oh, yeah, do Impact! Fun. Perfect! Yeah. <laughs> I'm
0: of a wingdings, girl. But...
1: Futura? No, no, no. I need a little <laughs> more boldness.
0: Pack that punch. A little more
1: punch. Um, <laughs> punch it up to, <laughs> to So literally, Futura.
0: like, in real life has a tramp stamp that says kill them all. And then he has, like, <laughs> this huge dagger on the, like on his sternum, like, going down his chest. He's, like, actually L- Like, pointing
1: at his dick. Like literally
0: Take that as you will, yes. Like I think so. Just going
1: back to like the cartoonish levels of masculinity going on.
0: And he's blonde. He looks he looks like whatever whatever like archetype of hansel you would have, but like <laughs> grown up and roided out. And also
1: has like a
0: weird tramp sound. Hansel? Hansel. Like <laughs> yes. all, all I
1: could think of is sorry, the Bugs Bunny, just where every every time Oh
0: wait, is that the one where she has on like the where Bugs Bunny has on like the Viking thing with the braids?
1: No, that's a different Bugs Bunny. I'm uh, thinking of the one where oh it's like literally it's they're they're showing the Hansel and Gretel myth, but every time somebody says Hansel's name, like whoever is like just appeared and see is like Hansel? Hansel.
0: I remember that one. I have, like a huge of I have oh. to revisit that.
1: Another link that I was going to put in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> the weirdest fucking set of links is going to be in this fucking show notes. With,
0: with Brock Lesnar, you look at him, and it looks like it looks like if he spoke, blood would just like come pouring out of his. Like if he opened his, like it looks like he can't talk. Like he just look. He looks like he's so dense and so meaty. If you. If you had, like, some sort of fly version of ham and a brick, and you put them in some sort of machine, and Jeff Goldblum was there or whatever, and whatever the fuck, and they put, you know, it would be Brock Esner. But, so he doesn't look like he could talk. He looks like he, like, eats dirt. Um, I'm just you his fucking picture. But, so he has somebody who trash talks for him. He physically looks too stupid to talk. And I understand that that's like levels of like shittiness <laughs> on my behalf.
1: Wait. <laughs> is that like part of his character as yes. well? Like they've built that in, just like they hand him the mic, he like grunts and shoves it off to someone else? Like is that I
0: don't I don't I don't think it's that developed because I don't think the people at WWE have are, like I think they've picked picking... up on it, but I don't think it's been that developed to that
1: point. Okay. Yeah. But I can't wait until it gets to that point. That's exciting. <laughs> well,
0: and he's just like chewing a bone on
1: stage. Um. Yes. Just, just hand him some like baby back ribs and just tell him not to do it. Do much. But so
0: that's what it. they wind up doing with that chicken. Uh. The, but Leslie at it whole. That's exactly
1: what happened. They try to do the stick again and he just like walks into the middle of the, the shoot and just the like whole takes chickens it.
0: And then calls with a feather.
1: Tremors Monster style. Yeah,
0: it's something else. But Paul Heyman, <laughs> who's like this short, stout dude, balding, but has this incredibly loud voice. He's, so he's been a manager for a whole bunch of people. I can't remember who right now, but he's currently Brock Lesnar's manager. So it's really funny because whenever Brock Lesnar is in a match or whatever, he takes the mic and he's like, my client, Brock
1: Lesnar.
0: Like, obviously not to that extent, but it's something like that. And he's like, he's just like, you know, um basically talk shit for Brock Lesnar while Brock Lesnar is, like, behind him just kind of, like, bumbling around and, like, eating live chickens or whatever he does. And, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He needs to get his protein in. He's an, he's an adult. It's
1: fine. He's a growing boy. <laughs> he's, like, he's a growing boy.
0: <laughs> My beautiful handsome's a growing boy. <laughs> um. Yeah, Exactly. Um, so he's eating a live chicken while he gets another tramp stamp that says, kill them all, JK, but actually please kill them all. <laughs> so that's also a really interesting dynamic too, because Paul Heyman ultimately acts as like this hype man. So with Lana and Rusev, it's not that same kind of dynamic where she's kind of there and will like tag team in terms of like trash talk sometimes from, again, from what I've seen, but like Paul Heyman will, is straight up like on the mic the entire time for Brock Lesnar. But so Brock Lesnar. Has this hype man, and then just like drives another human like through a table, and you're just like, this is like scary. Dear.
1: And that's actually kind of interesting because we talked briefly while, when we broke about. We did mention how we should actually be talking about the cult of celebrity, but we also talked about how you did want to bring up a bit about um, how there was an origin in sideshow. Exactly. With, um, yeah. For wrestling. Yeah. Um, especially, like you said, you we were saying, like back in the 20s when it was like, you know, bear you know, bare fisticuffs, and it was a whole lot yeah. more straightforward before there was a whole lot of shtick thrown in. Um, yes. Yeah, so and so, the, like, the sideshow Barker, that, that sounds like straight exactly what this is. Like, each of them has their own personal like, you know, Barker yeah. there with them in the ring. Yeah,
0: it is it is it is kind of like that. And it's funny because, it, yeah, exactly. It comes straight from carnival culture. So, like, in the I almost said in the 90s. Jesus Christ. In the 1920s... There was
1: so much happening in the 90s, but, like, that is... (laughs) Not this. Like, this was happening, but that's not where it started. (laughs) It started
0: much earlier.
1: Maybe in, like, the 1790s. 1790s?
0: So when... Well, we'll talk about that later, but, so,
1: like... That's when they were, like, putting random, like, weird things in cages, like, the same way they did back in ancient Rome, but, um, and a lot more, like, straightforward, just, like, this is going to be here, and now we're going to tour it to this, like, Is know. that, like,
0: with
1: Ripley's and stuff? Like, does that coincide with that? Ripley's was, was like, later. Okay, Ripley's that... was, like, early 1900s, if I remember correctly, but, um... Because that was like, also, like,
0: grafting and stuff, right? Yeah, so more, yeah. More
1: science. In, that, in the late, in, like, you know, and, right after, like, End of the Enlightenment period, late 1700s. Is that's what happens.
0: You the Enlightenment. Suddenly people yeah. are glowing fish.
1: <laughs> you know, you have the You, have, you think you can have a nice little Enlightenment <laughs> period <laughs> to make up for, a, for a, like, a bloody series of revolutions. And all of a sudden you're, like, rafting people onto each other. And you got a bunch of bearded ladies sitting in cages. And Rousseau, no. I don't know
0: him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's not exactly how it went. Um... <laughs> And, uh, sh- by the way, shout out to my friends over at the Coney Island uh, Freak Show. I miss working with you guys. But the... <laughs> you should visit. I should. But just the whole idea of let's grab all these scientifically interesting yeah. things yeah. from all over the world and show them here. Life and now to- here... <laughs> <laughs> like, like, he's sitting in the cage with a live chicken, <laughs> chewing on it. Um, and I'm literally imagining like the chicken being like "Hey, hey" for Moana, by the way. Um, <laughs> um and showcasing them ex- almost the exact same way that later the World's Fair was going to yeah. be. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm, the World's Fair was like a similar but different thing yeah. that like was happening like around the same time. Like this was kind of like the small potatoes, same spirit, different different showcase. That was touring around. Um, and, it, and it actually like came into its own and became a lot more accepted with like um, Ripley's and P.T. Barnum. Okay. Um, like, close to, like, you know, 100 plus, like, 100, 120 years later. Mm-hmm. Um, in the, like, you know, late 1700s, early 1800s, there's a lot more that's like, look at these scientific marvels. It's a fish glued to a shoe. <laughs> it's a fish glued to a shoe. My God! <laughs>
0: Here's 20 rubles
1: For the fish with
0: the shoe <laughs> 30
1: hay pennies For the fish with the sh- Fish on the shoe <laughs> Exactly um, Make it 40 If it's still flopping around
0: <laughs> I like my meat a lot <laughs> yeah. How many for
1: the wrestler gnawing the live chicken And ah, throw an extra 10 <laughs> What's
0: his tattoo say? Kill all? I can get on board
1: with that. You know what? I can get on board with that mm. Make it 20, 20 hay pennies <laughs>
0: hair pennies and half a goat. But so in the 1920s, there was this group of... It was, like, two wrestlers and then a promoter, and they were called the Goldust Trio. I'm not sure if that name also goes back to uh, the wrestler Goldust, who later debuted much later, and his whole thing was that he... Gender nonconforming is too strong of a term for what he did, but I want to say, like, played with gender. Okay,
1: so he played was, like, a, a super femmy.
0: Yeah, like, he'd come out in, like, full face paint, like... LeMay, wigs, blah, blah, blah. So, so when,
1: we're going back to like glam rock, hair metal, kind of a like, you know, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Except
0: I think it might have been a little bit later than the 80s. I'm not quite sure.
1: Mm-hmm. It, he's going back to the roots of like, the, of the showbiz of wrestling.
0: Exactly. Yeah. 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 So there's, there's a lot of androgyny going on there. Okay. And it's interesting because whenever I tell people like, oh, I do research on wrestling and gender, they almost invariably bring up Goldust. Um, so I'm not sure if that has any relation to him, but either way, they were like, One of the wrestlers, I think, was on the carnival circuit or something, and then one of the managers, you know, people kind of got bored with, like, just regular straight old wrestling, like, because if you're just there, like, watching either, like, essentially what was mixed martial arts at the time, at least that's my understanding of it, you kind of need some sort of pace, you need some sort of pace, you need some sort of narrative to, like, kind of keep you involved.
1: Yeah, you can only hit so many chairs into so many torsos before it becomes rote. (laughs)
0: I'm also, I'm also like, I went to a wrestling show like back in March. It's funny because I, I took a date there actually.
1: Oh, cute. And it was their
0: first time seeing any wrestling show. So, it was really fun. But like, the second of the tables, I, I went to the bathroom and I came back and like, there's this one dude, uh, Bubba Ray Dudley, who in like the 90s was like notorious for like, tables like in ec in like the ecw circuit he'd come out and everybody would just like scream tables 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 (laughs) and i went to the bathroom when fucking this table rock star like comes out and like apparently somebody went through a fucking table and i was really mad and i was like i wanted to i wanted to see this dude get thrown through the fucking table like it's funny because like i'm not i'm not the kind of person where i'm like I, I like can't even get blood work.
1: Yeah, like you don't you don't like gratuitous violence, but no. this is this is the con- this is the very specific,
0: it's super ever-batter. showy.
1: Yeah, it's it's very showy.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, going back to the soul circus thing, yeah. it's it's it is a showman's game. Exactly, and with the audience participation, especially because they're revving it up and they're building it, and they're a- and they're literally asking for it. they yeah, they're yeah. literally
0: asking for it, and that's the other thing too that's really interesting is to study especially linguistically participation structure and things yeah. like trash talk. Because if you have something where the thing with Vince McMahon or that dude comes out with the chicken and, you know, literally in the room, it's physically just Vince McMahon and this other guy. But then, you know, over the microphone, you hear all these chants and stuff. So are those chants actually people who are participating in this, but they're not physically there? So taking that into account is also something that's kind of been difficult for me in my own research in terms of looking at participation structure because usually when you talk about participation structure, you talk about there's one person talking, one person listening, and maybe an eavesdropper or something. So I'm thinking that a lot of those people fall into like eavesdroppers or something, I'm I'm still figuring it out.
1: But it's a very active eavesdropper, so it's hard yeah, to so, quantify. Yeah,
0: exactly. So it gets kind of interesting too.
1: And actually, that's a pattern that you see a lot throughout, just like in general '90s television. Yeah. Um, especially with game shows and laugh tracks. Yeah. Laugh, yeah. Well, yeah, laugh tracks um are its own thing. Yeah. In fact, but like, and this is just bringing it back in general to just like you know skater culture, which is what I'm more familiar with. You'd see it with a lot of things like. A lot of those joke comedy, like, um, slap, like very, very slapstick kind of yeah. things, like, super big product fun show with a thing like the, the early thousands, uh, 2000s. Thousands, they did not have to TV. 2000s, they did have TV. <laughs> um, Sony you're, like, painting on a rock. <laughs> Get back to work, so. Uh, that's
0: a great picture of John Cena putting a horse in a headlock that he's painted on that rock or right?
1: anything. <laughs> Why is the guy chewing on a chicken in the corner? <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Joe. <laughs> Forget indoor plumbing. Think more about WWE. Because of Delphi, and she's just like she
0: has like some sort of like weird... she, she
1: she has a convulsion. She goes,
0: John Cena. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> and everyone's just like, uh, I don't know, uh, good uh, harvest uh, this year. I don't know what that means. Dana,
0: dinner, like
1: <laughs> something. Like,
0: oh, I need him for that.
1: Uh. But um, Just bring up for like super big product fun show, which is a lot, which is a I'm big. not
0: familiar
1: with that either.
0: Um. Another, like,
1: interesting, weird thing I'm going to put in the show notes, um, that was a show that was specifically, and this is, again, coming from, like, Skater, like, like let's not take anything seriously any, ever, yeah. um, um, where what it was was it was just taking lots of random clips from Japanese game shows and then treating it like it, and then using the voiceover as if it was product testing.
0: It's interesting because there was also this other show where they would take Japanese game shows, but they would just have English dubs. I think it was called M X C or
1: something. Yes, um, I think it was imagined from the same group of people, I would imagine or, um, or or like one guy carried over from one to the other. But there was a very specific like person link
0: yeah. between the two. I didn't realize that that was something. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna look into that. First.
1: But um, uh, back to the wrestling. So <laughs> <laughs> the the thing that we were gonna like talk about from the beginning here.
0: So the interesting thing, too, about participation structure and eavesdropping, too, and eavesdropping also, you know, when you're there, you are a participant, whether or not you're actually in the ring and participating in all this trash talk and stuff. Um, You're there and you're participating in this event and you're hyping people up or you're booing people, blah, blah, blah. And wrestling, again, is a mirror for reality. And I think one of the most frightening things for this, maybe, frightening realizations I've had. Um, I, I've also done some other research on like counterfeit stuff and semiotics and authenticity and things like that. But, um, so I was going to see this one scholar talk about it and I was talking to him before his talk and I mentioned that I do, did wrestling research and he's like, Oh, how do you feel about, uh, the McMahons in the white house? I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I obviously didn't say that. (laughs) And I was like, what are you talking about? Vince McMahon, CEO of the WWE. His wife, Linda McMahon, is either a senator or is running for senator in Connecticut. So uh, they have a stake in politics. And then recently, um, before Trump was elected, um, there was a segment where he came out to the ring and stuff and, like, body slammed Triple H or something.
1: Yeah, that – that the gif of that was just, like – this is, like, the like second or third time bringing up gifts in this conversation – was um, – was floating around a lot during the debate. Like, yeah. literally, every time he made a statement, like, people would, like, throw that gif up as, like, his... As a, like... Like, in support like, of what he said. Yeah in, other, yeah, in support of what he said. Or as making fun of, like, what he said being so out there. Yeah. But it's just kind of, like, the fact that he was... D- he did that... Yeah. Was just, like, kind of just kind of, like, it's part of his character, part of his persona. It's like, why are you mad? It's kind of like, this is who he is. But, like, back... Then when he was just running, yeah, that's
0: yeah,
1: yeah, so different.
0: It's really weird too, because this is funny. Like I, so I in no way am speaking on behalf of the League of Women Voters, either the national level, the state level, or the city level. I work for the League of Women Voters of the City of New York, and we have a whole bunch of tote bags in the closet in our office. And I was going through, and there's this one tote bag, and it says League of Women Voters on one side, and then on the other side it says Smack Down Your Vote. So, the WWE apparently has done work with the <laughs> non organization that I work with. So, again, it's one of those things where, like, people really want to be able to separate this from, like, reality and be like, oh, no, it's not real, it's not, you know, this has no reflection on reality, it's not fake, or not, it's not fake, it's, you know, the physicality is real, There was actually, and this kind of ties back into kayfabe because it's that whole suspension of disbelief kind of thing, yeah. where, like, there have been instances where this one dude... Jerry Lawler, who's an announcer, literally had a heart attack like in the middle of a fucking match while he was announcing. Yeah. And they somehow managed to tie in him like getting carried out on stretchers and stuff. To the theatricality
1: of it, yeah. Yeah.
0: And then also like the whole thing where it's also interesting to look at wrestling pre and post 9 11 too. Yep. And also John Cena's use of African American English stuff. There's actually a sociological test that goes out every. I'm not sure what the time period is, but it goes out, I guess, periodically. And it measures, like, racial bias and things like that. Racial and, like, uh, identity-based bias kind of things. So after 9-11, you can quantifiably see. It's kind of just like a they ask questions, and it's like, I am afraid of Muslims or something. And then, like, on a scale of 1 to 5, you, like, or maybe 0 to 5. I'm not entirely sure what the scale is. But you fill it out, and you can quantify it. So you do have, like, this you know, that's not the best way to quantify data, but you do have this quantifiable, tangible data based yeah. on how people are feeling.
1: Bare bones for how people's reaction to each ethnic group, each, each, yeah. Exactly. Throughout the years, yeah. Exactly.
0: So after 9-11, you have this entire shift where, like, you have racism kind of, stri- not, not to say that it's gone away, but it's become less focused on black people and more focused on, like, brown people. Yeah. um, And people who, like, other people just presume to be Muslim and things like that. So that also coincides with John Cena's use of African-American English, too, where it's kind of seen, even though he was kind of in the ring and, like, doing all this stuff as, like, um, you know, some sort of mockery, blackness is still something that's more palatable than, you know, being Muslim or something like yeah. that at that point in time. Um, so it's, it's really interesting to see that, too. And even now you kind of see it. There's this one dude currently now, who is on um, who's on the bill, and his name is Ginger Mahal, and he comes out in, like a turban and stuff. And I have literally never seen that ever. Actually, no, that's not true, because Iron Cheek did that, too. But, you know, that was in the 80s and stuff. And then there was a period of time where you didn't see anything, and then more recently, maybe it was in the last year or so, this dude is like the championship, and he's billed as a heel. Yeah. It's not a coincidence. Yep. That kind of stuff going on, too. And then there was recently something where he said... I meant to look into this, but I, it slipped my mind. Where he said something that was like crossing the line in terms of like uh, some sort of like race, racial, I don't want to say so, something racially charged. I don't remember exactly what, but I just remember all the wrestling groups I was in on Facebook where it's like, you know, a lot of wrestling fans are like kind of right wing people. Yeah. And uh, even uh, like a lot of them were like, I don't know how I feel about this. Was, like, wah, wah, wah. or like centrists or whatever. Yeah. Um So it's really interesting to see that, too. And I do think that they're more recently now that you kind of, like, have behind-the-scenes stuff, where you have Instagram and you have WWE Network, things like that. You can kind of be more in tune with that kind of stuff. But it's also interesting to see people now actually kind of reacting to that.
1: Well, one thing that – and this is – we're finally actually getting into the topic that I thought we were going to be talking (laughs) about. Like It only took us, like, what, two hours? (laughs) Yeah, like, actually two hours. In America, specifically, is where it is incredibly striking to see how the cult of celebrity Mm -hmm. doesn't stay within the realm of entertainment. Mm -hmm. It moves into other areas. Where something that would have been um, a parody or just, like, a fun stunt or a gag in any other country is actually just kind of, um, you know, par for the course here. For, like, for example, like, the... As much as I, like, I just hate like uh it just makes me want to like leave like like hate the fact that i'm living in this country like during this specific time It's like can i just move again i picked the wrong time to move back here <laughs> um that. so like with with <laughs> with our current asshole in chief um and hit the fact that he had participated in the WWE to like just kind of like run on in and just like what he like he hit someone with the table or something
0: i think he like He literally just, like, um, clotheslined somebody or something. Yeah, he
1: clotheslined someone. And it was, like, a reporter or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was a very, like...
0: Which is, like, kind of ominous.
1: Yeah, actually. (laughs) Um, Like, it was a very, like, mundane for the WWE, like, sticky, sideliney like, two, like, super tangential things happening on the sidelines. And if it were, like, happening in any other country, it would have been, like, look at this shtick. Oh, isn't that so cool that... This political figure, or like at the time, like this businessman from like another sphere, another spear, got into the game and like went into it for just this moment, and like that's the only touch of that. I'm, I don't want to say like inhumanity or like, but that kind of like that violence, that kind yeah, of um, because it, it, it's not really like in- it was telling. It was, yeah, it was
0: incredibly telling. Yeah, yeah, like but
1: like. Like, um, to have someone like come in do who wasn't part of that world just like do like some like random like act of violence and like walk away. Like it was like, Oh, isn't that so like in like cool like they got they were like they were just there to watch it and they got into it and they walked away like that. So it's all just part of the shtick in the environment. And then it would have just been like a joke. It's like, Oh, remember that thing you did that one time. Yeah. Um and then it would have never have been a part of their persona ever again, as yeah. opposed to it just being like or it could just be like totally who they are is like what they're doing all the time. There's other instances of that too where you'll see that in specifically American society, See yeah. how like the yeah, cult yeah. of personality will bleed across genres. Isolated behavior. Yeah, it's like
0: it's
1: very, it should be like isolated to this like self parodying, cartoonish kind of like environment. Um, but then it spills out into other areas. Yeah. Like I don't think Howard Stern has actually done anything on WWE. I, um, but he's he he does that too on his show. Like yeah. he'll get into almost cartoonish kind of areas where it almost like seems like if you just like wrote a transcript of like what happened, it almost seems like like, like cartoonish what's yeah. going on. Yeah, like, he was willing
0: to play play with you with that kind of
1: thing. Yeah, but that lends to the super cartoonishness. Like he pushes the envelope. And then he just keeps pushing it from there on. In yeah. Gen- generally, it's like a very American thing
0: yeah.
1: to not...
0: Know when to stop.
1: To not, yeah, to not know when <laughs> to stop. Yeah. Um, no, right. And I just agree. like the whole cult of celebrity thing. Anywhere else, it's going to be a very different beast. Probably with the exception of like um, India, Oh, so that's
0: literally
1: what
0: I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. oh
1: like, yeah. What, and, um. um The guy
0: who I was talking to, actually, about Linda McMahon. Um, Yeah. His name is Constantine Acostas. He did stuff on, uh, like, hero, I think specifically hero worship in action movies.
1: Yes, and I'm assuming it's closer to you.
0: Um, So it's really interesting where, like, again, it kind of, it pushes those boundaries of authenticity where it's like, okay, so there's this literal politician, but he's, like, in an action movie and, like, kicking ass. So, but that's the thing is that I feel like that's also part of the platform. Yes. And it's weird and difficult to kind of parse that. And here we kind of have the same thing going on, I think.
1: Yeah, but we don't... It's not as... It's. I I think it's as religiously charged. Yeah. Because we don't have people that are like playing Jesus, and then they're and they're running for governor of Alabama, and people are like looking at them as another coming of Jesus. Like.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. uh, I mean, maybe on one level, but
0: I I was like, I don't know if I can put it past anybody.
1: But But, give it a week. Give it a week. (laughs) week." (laughs) (laughs) But but, um, like maybe they're not. It's not literally that. Yeah. But I do want to say, like, just as someone who has been, like, um, like. Early um, Hinduism is, like, a big part of my studies. Yeah. Um, A large part of that, which I find fascinating, is the whole idea of, like, inhabiting and finding your own personal path of being a a temple for and a house for that personal god. Which I think is fascinating how that the modern day version of that Mm -hmm. is being the representation of that deity in, like, essentially soap opera. Yeah. Like that's fantastic. And that's also crazy because that means that's that so dangerous. Per- yeah, that's dangerous because if you don't enact the exact perfect execution of, like, how the worshippers of that deity think you should do, like, in your personal life, too. Mm-hmm. Especially in your personal life.
0: Yeah, behind closed doors. Yeah, behind
1: closed... Stage, stage, yeah. yeah. No, like, it, like it, this goes way beyond the fact that your typecast does that character for life. Yeah.
0: No, that's, that's the, different.
1: Like, that, that is one thing, like, that you have to deal with. But the fact that you, like, it goes on so far beyond Golden Age Hollywood. Yeah. Like, to an extreme degree.
0: That was also one of the things that I was looking into also and speaking of, I'm not going to say his name. I'm just going to say 45. He doesn't deserve me saying his name. Oh. Um, but, uh, so one of the things that keeps coming up is they're like, he keeps using, he keeps referring to himself in third person. This is something that wrestlers do too. I yeah. specifically, I very specifically wrote a paper well, on I, mean, I Rock th- doing
1: that. Too. I'm, let let hate. Let's not the little wrestlers we know. It's because <laughs> put, let, let's not put a bad name on the good, hardworking entertainers of W O no. E. It's because the our, <clears throat> our the, the guy that we shoved in the White House is the education of maybe a third or fourth grader. Yeah. Um,
0: I'm not saying I'm not saying <laughs> that it's for the same things or that they're on the same level of intelligence. We all know how I feel about the rock. But it's interesting too because like, so you want to talk about like kind of becoming a God almost and living that kind of like God life. almost. Yeah. So one of the things that I realized and that I noticed is that when, so let's say for instance, one of the things like when I was doing my initial research that I noticed is that the rock specifically almost during his height, almost exclusively referred to himself in the third person singular. Was no that? No instances what, what, of I.
1: Um, was that as a heel or as a face? Heel, heel. Okay.
0: He was—he is weird because he was built. I'm pretty sure he was built as a heel, but he was so well loved that, that he—they he, he had to become uh, a, face. a face. Okay,
1: so this is pretty much like as he had to transition because just because he was so popular. I don't
0: even think it was like a transition. I think it was just the thing that he was such a good heel that everybody loved him.
1: Is there such a thing as an antihero in yeah, absolutely, wrestling?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Um, is, 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 like Punk.
1: Okay. This this is just someone who didn't grow up with wrestling, but grew up with, like, Dark Horse comics, so, I mean...
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it's interesting because... So, what I looked at is is that when you... So, if The Rock says something like, I'm going to kick your ass, whatever. If The Rock says something like, The Rock is going to kick your ass, what it does is it removes himself from that statement, right? Epistemically. He's able to remove himself from that statement epistemically, and in turn, create distance between himself and this fact. Yeah. Or... Uh, cre- sorry, create distance between himself and what he's saying. So it sounds more factual. It's kind of this, he's creating this like um, discursive omniscience, if you will. Yeah. So what I call that is I call that, you know, ultimately I think the semiotic result of that is what I call self apotheosis, where you're able to kind of like heighten yourself to this level where you're kind of above everybody and you're stating this like factual kind of thing where it's like, I'm going to kick your ass. Like, of course, of course it behooves you if you were like, I'm going to kick your ass, like that, whatever. But if you're like The Rock, The Rock, that one single writing, <laughs> The Rock is going to kick your ass, it becomes this thing that you can kind of speak into existence and like haul into being kind of yeah. thing, whatever, not to get like whatever about it, but. Um, exactly.
1: that, that's what this, this podcast does, is yeah. get into the whatever about it. <laughs> exactly, that's yeah.
0: true. But um, yeah, so it's interesting too, because recently there have been articles where it's like. You know, the president refers to himself in third person. And I'm like, well, I have a paper on that. <laughs> I have a paper on that, and The Rock does the same thing, but The Rock kind of a huge piece of shit, so, like, The Rock for president. And then everybody's like, well, now Emily The Rock wants to run for president, so how do you feel about that? And I'm like, we can't have any more fucking celebrities in the
1: White House. We can't do that anymore. Yeah, it's like we saw what happened with Reagan. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you think
1: is going to go on next? Yeah,
0: yeah. Trickle down what? Trickle down these no.
1: Listen. The only time that trickled down. Da- <laughs> the- ah! <laughs> oh, are we gonna go? I'm waiting. I'm waiting.
0: I'm waiting. Just are say we- it. I'm just saying. Just say it.
1: Going back to like the like, <laughs> going back to talking about all the all the various kinky, like barely aware of itself homoeroticism um, of the WD. The only time that trickle down is gonna go to work mm-hmm. is looking up any sort of water sports porn. That's the only <laughs> time.
0: I would just like to say for the record that um, wrestling is real.
1: Alright. I mean, like that... No! No, no it's no. not contested. I think we have talked... No, I was about to say, I think we've covered all the ways to prove in which it is real.
0: Yes, it is real.
1: It's very Especially, real. it's real as a... It's,
0: it, yeah, it's a spectacle. It's not yeah, a sport. The but, objective isn't to win. It's to look at it.
1: But not... Like, I mean, on a physical level, it's real. It's yes. not... It is a spectacle, and that is the main point of it. But it's also very real as a actual, like, living... Many tentacles branch of the cult of celebrity no, in, in America, like, and like how it's morphed over time.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting to look at.
1: Oh it. yeah, no, it's fantastic. Um, and I was, in fact, just about to ask you, like, if you had any last words. That's things literally to show my last.
0: That, that is, that is the fucking I am going to die on. <laughs> you,
1: like, your hail mary is wrestling is real. <laughs> okay, got yeah, it. No,
0: that's that. It's the Mount Olympus I'm going to die on.
1: Alright, that is the Mount Or that that is it's The
0: the Palatine, if you will. The, on that, every on every single one of the fucking nine map is it nine or twelve hills in Rome? Seven. No. It's some prime number. Some prime number <laughs> some prime number of hills in Rome. That's how many hills I'm dying on to say wrestling is real. Nine. <laughs> is it nine? I'm pretty sure. It, it. I mean, I think he would know.
1: It's. It's seven. I've mapped it. I'm going to each. Like the, one of the one of the future episodes is going to be me on each of the temples in the seven hills of Rome. <laughs> <laughs> no, there there There's are twelve at some point. Do no. you feel yeah, like <laughs> they like they like mounded up extra hill, <laughs> extra dirt, and like made Now, No. Um. I mean, there are seven yeah, nice. hi, seven hills in Rome proper, and then like. Outside of it, there are several valleys. There are some. There's a mountain chain like in Italy, like out in Italy. It's like not I even. I have a to
0: beat ma- this joke to death. There's also a right no.
1: aid. <laughs> there, there's a right aid in Rome. <laughs> a, I don't know if there's a right aid. You read
0: Herodotus.
1: It was. <laughs> if you read, if you read Catullus, he met Lesba in a rite aid. <laughs> she's
0: picking up condoms. And she was. Like, pick, oh, she's freaky. She was. Then, he
1: was. She was getting the chicken.
0: <laughs> oh, like, that's okay. Like, yeah, Chickens and right? Aid.
1: I was yeah. like, "What fucking?" She was like, "You're out here." No, dogs. I'm trying. I'm trying to yeah, tie in all yeah. the. Chicken. No, I. Yeah, Catullus met met Lesba in a Rite Aid in Rome getting a chicken. Okay. Yeah,
0: they were both on um, they were both on study abroad programs.
1: <laughs> they're. Both, they're both economics
0: majors. <laughs> on study abroad programs. Don't fucking shake your head at me. There
1: all it. right. <laughs> um. So, did you have any links or um? Things that you'd want to promote if someone wanted to contact you, would, did you would you want them to? Would, yeah, you have any, I'm me- always
0: down to hear uh, any ideas you have. Feel free to fucking roast me, um, but I will come back at you publicly in front of God, your mom, and everybody.
1: Oh, she's got the Yo Mama jokes. We already covered I got that them
0: on Deckington. You know what it is?
1: Oh, actually, I think I should like. Ax- Take this moment, because I'm going to inevitably get, like, 10,000 emails saying this. My favorite Yo Mama joke is, Yo Mama so stupid, every time she blinks, she gets lost.
0: That's a good one. Um,
1: Because I know, just based on my previous podcast, I'm going to get... Even though I've said that, I'm still going to get, like, probably several dozen emails asking what my favorite Yo Mama joke is. Oh,
0: yeah. So, should I, like, spell out my email address? Or or do you want to put it You could
1: either spell it out, or I'll post it. So, my name
0: is Emily Corby... All you fucking haters, just kidding. Um, so, my email address is Corviemily, C O R V as in Victor I, I am an office assistant, I have to say that, at gmail.com. And I guess you can find me on Twitter if you want, at DJ Daddy. I know. <laughs>
1: I know. This, I want to just Another point hell out. I'm willing to die on. No, no, I just want to point out that based on all. Like the long conversation we had about the intense, vaguely intentional homoeroticism of oh, wrestling. Oh, meet is so fucking gay. <laughs> meet, meet is like the, gay of, like, the, the best fact best. that you, as a wrestling expert, are. Um, oh, you think I'm an DJ expert? DJ, M- you are. You are an expert. <laughs> 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 yeah,
0: no, DJ Meet Daddy.
1: DJ Meet Daddy, got like, it. What's
0: the most disgusting thing I can think of? I uh, was like, Meet Daddy. Hell yeah, that's super gay. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's
1: pretty good. I'm glad. Okay. All right. I'm waiting for my show notes to actually like fucking populate so I could. Alright, so housekeeping. Um and if you want to jump onto this podcast and tell us what you're an expert on, you can email us at drinkingwithgod at gmail.com. That's drinking with an ING. And you can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, and um on Podbean and now on iTunes and Spotify. Please keep going on to our Red Bean page and get some t-shirts. They they say things like, ask me about my death anxiety, and gay sex is my (laughs) anti-drug. Wait, what? That's so good. I need that. (laughs) They, uh, yes, we, uh, we have jokes. Uh, (laughs) And, um, continue to subscribe, continue to follow us, continue to send me all sorts of fantastic hate mail. If you tell me I'm going to hell, I'm going to continue to photocopy bits of the various, um, satanic... Textbooks that I have, and it helps you get to hell too, because I want fucking company. Anyway, you all stay weird See out there. Y'all there.